0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: This will go to a season high, six games over the 500 mark. Sportsmanship
2: there from Robinson, not shooting. As the Pistons will
0: now head to Paris
3: <laughs> as they've been swept this
1: season by the Knicks so the Knicks put in on the worst team and this is what they should do folks to make that quantum leap you got to win the games you're supposed to win so they're starting to do so 4-0 against Detroit, 12 straight wins over the Pistons 7 in a row here on the Motor City as the Knicks win it 1-17 the 104 the coaches embrace julius randall leading the way another monster game 42 points 15 rebounds No! what's stress what's stress
4: we don't know anything about stress here in at nicks film school just a nice easy casual walk in the park sunday uh so nice so lovely
2: it's 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 too easy. Why don't they make these things harder, Jeremy? Uh hello, Jeremy Cohen. Hello, John. Yeah. I you know, I was just looking to feel alive for once.
3: <laughs> have you because come, I just on, I don't have get that right feeling place? when
2: I watch Knicks games, you know? I don't, um it's never I don't know it's just, that you've come to the right place. Right. Like it's just boring, very low-key, chill, and then you have this type of game. This type of ending just never seems to to happen for this team. So it was a nice little surprise.
4: Um. Yeah. You know. Look. It's it's so funny uh to me at this point. And before we get to the the week in review, because this is going to be a, a one of the episodes that wears wears two hats. We're going to do a post game for today's uh win against the Pistons, which ended up with a final of what was it, one seventeen to one oh something. uh 104. Whatever. Yep. One oh four. There you go. So ended up pulling away at the end. Very nice job. Um. And we're also gonna, we can review plus the post game. We're going to do both of those things. But just I want to open by by. I have to go pick big picture for a second, which is like, we've you've been watching sports for most of your life. I've been watching sports for most of my life, uh, which is longer than your life, by a, <laughs> by a not inconsiderable degree. And I don't know that I could ever remember a, se- a sports season quite like this one in this very specific sense. Expectations were not nothing coming into the year, but they were, you know, the, the, the Knicks... Vegas had them as an under 500 team, right? Okay. Um, they did not have a star on the roster. Very notably, they tried to obtain one this summer and, and did not get one. Okay. So, like, no one, no reasonable fan, at least, is out there expecting a win total in the 50s or even most most of us, I don't think, we're expecting something close to a 50-win season. You know, win more games than you lose, look pretty good doing it, play the young players, good job. They've done all of that and more. And, like, the... <laughs> Young players, good. Jalen Brunson, great. Randall, bounce back. Like, and yet, and the record is we're the ninth best team in the freaking league by record, and I'm I'm pretty sure after today, probably by a net rating, ninth or tenth, whatever it is. And yet there is this like not a feeling of dissatisfaction, but but a I'll just go to the word I always use, which is consternation. I don't I don't know a better word to use. It's I don't know that I could ever remember something quite like it, you know?
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it, you talking through that reminded me of a Mad Men quote with the dumbing per head. Which specifically, you know, what is happiness? It's the moment before you need more happiness. <laughs> J- just in the sense of because what you're saying is absolutely spot on, John. That's like fantastic. It's fantastic. It's the sort of thing where all these things are going in the right direction. So much of what we as fans, at least the fans who were saying, yeah, like for me, it was just make the plan game. Just. Just do that. That's great. Everything else we can, it's a stepping season into other things. It's great. But we're things that a lot of us as fans have wanted are happening and they're happening well. And it's just great to see where these types of events occur. And yet there still feels like, okay, but but there's still room for improvement. And I think that's that is Tibbs's mindset. And I'm not happy unless I'm miserable. And and yet it's just like, okay, but but look at these types of games because they it's not just beating bad teams and losing to good teams it's no they're they're a good team that's beating good teams and destroying bad teams when they can um when they i mean like it certainly seemed that after the first quarter this is going to be one of those games like the last one against the pistons in detroit or they were by 17 after the first right right? yeah yeah and it just it was a little bit letting go of the rope and so it, it soon came into that territory of like, this is a warning. We've seen this a mm. few too many times for our liking, but even still they they found that extra gear that they needed even when the offense just turned to my turn, your turn which was a little difficult to watch in the second half, but they're doing what they need to do to to get the job done and they're climbing up in the standings and even if their position is sixth, it's like, okay again, going into the season, a lot of people had them at 11th and barring yeah. Significant things to turn this season around in the opposite direction. That's not going to be on the table. It's not going to be the team that misses out on the playing tournament. If anything, it's is this team going to make the top six and not have to worry about the playing tournament?
4: And that's a good transition, you know, to like people talk about like moving the goalposts, right? And like that's that being an unfair thing to do. And actually, I'm I'm not sure that that is always unfair because, like. Every additional piece of new evidence should get factored into expectations, right? And I think Jalen Brunson. Well, I obviously I love the signing. You love the signing. I think all of us here at Knicks Film School love the signing. Is is he performing at like a ninetieth percentile outcome? Ninety more than a ninetieth percentile outcome? It's it's up there. It's it's very very high. Um, Julius Randle. In in our wildest imaginations, I don't think we expected this good of a bounce back season from him and you know there are certainly a few more and um, you know we talk about them all the time maybe we'll talk about them today but like so i don't think it's unfair to have changed to to have increased expectations and like want to come into a game like this and like go up by 30 in the first half and never look back and at the same time it's like the, the reality of the situation is they are still kind of a workmanlike team they're still someone that even though they are scoring a lot they still kind of you know, as Fred Katz pointed out in his article at the end of the week, kind of summing up the first half of the season, a team that doesn't they don't go on barrages of three point shooting. Right. Um, they they don't run away and hide very easily from other teams like that's not really in their DNA. So, you know, I, I try to take and, and let's also, again, just acknowledge the obvious, which is that this was a one one o'clock matinee game in a city. Uh, I, I, we were not in Detroit, but I imagine the atmosphere was not perhaps not conducive to like. Getting the old juices flowing if you're Mm -hmm. the if you're coming out of the visiting locker room, whatever. So, like, you know, the defense was played at I thought like three-quarter speed for much of the first half, which is what allowed the Pistons to stay in the game. And credit to Detroit also. That's the other part of it. Like every every team has NBA players, decent guys who could knock down shots. This team, a lot of guys uh hit some nice threes in the third quarter, especially to keep them in it. So like give credit where credit's due. Um but yeah, it leaves us in this place where it's like, yeah, we're all happy, but we, you know, we all want more. It is what it is, right?
2: Sure. But even still, we can, our expectations can change as long as we remember what the initial expectations were at the same time. Like we can say, hey, based on how this team is doing and their recent track record and everything, especially since the starting lineup was changed. We can believe that this is a team that is actually better than we may have perceived, but still keeping in mind when the initial projections, yes. yep. they're surpassing that. At least that's that was mine. I can't speak for other people. There are some folks out there who even think that the Knicks are capable of winning 53 games. So yeah. it, 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 you know, your mileage may vary based on where they're at. But as long as you kind of, if you came from a place that was this team's not going to do very much, or it's just going to be a fine season, and they're doing this, then just keep. We just have to keep it in consideration. That's all.
4: Yeah, and I think the last part of it, and then we'll we'll move on, is kind of like yeah as always, when we pay attention I think whenever you're not competing for a title, you have to pay attention to the process part of it, because you know I, I know maybe I think we're usually on the same page with this, maybe in different ways, but like you don't want to get too caught up in the results if you feel like the results are could actually be holding you back from greater goals and and whatnot. and I think to you know, I think that's where some of the iffiness comes from. Um, and like how it looks, and like it's ISO heavy, maybe, and the whole thing. I'm not too, too, too worried about it. Um, but I, I, I just want to acknowledge that that is out there. That's that's all, sir. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I guess we'll do so. Here's a we'll lay the lay this episode out before we get too far into it. Uh, Jeremy Cohen, you have a there's a there's a football team that you follow occasionally.
2: Yeah. Every now and then I focus on a New York football team. Um, now it's my understanding that there's only one uh, New York football team. It's the Buffalo bills. That's not my team. Um, I go to the, the ones that play in Jersey, but specifically the one that um, made something called, um, I think I'm saying this right. Playoffs. Can we get play, it? Pl- can we, can we get, I know
4: Andrew doesn't have his mic. He doesn't have his um, usual But yeah, Apparently confirmation they're,
2: they're in it, um, which I've heard the other team that resides in Jersey, They were not able to make it. I don't know. Why
1: am I catching (laughs) strays? You're (laughs) You're not.
2: Listen, this game for me is beautiful because of the fact that it's gravy. But the Giants are a funny example because, John, as we're just talking about right now, where the expectations for the Giants for me were in the toilet entering this year. And now they're in the playoffs. So if they lose this game, it's still going to be frustrating because the Giants are in the playoffs. But in the grand scheme of things, it's still like. Yeah, there's a moral victory here Even if they lose. Granted, I want them to win the game. I think they can beat the Vikings. It reminds me of the Patriots in the sense of when they played the Pats that Super Bowl year and like we can hang with them. So I'm hopeful that's the case. But yes, there is a football game. I will be departing at some point to watch that, but my attention is right here until that happens.
1: Keep talking shit and see if I actually notify you of the time that you told me to. you know,
2: Andrew, I appreciate that, but there's a beautiful thing called a clock, and I've got no, it in the upper no, right
4: hand corner of my laptop. No, so. no, 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 we're 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 not gonna we're not going to pull chicanery
2: on mm-hmm. onjur speaking
1: gonna, real quick of said team that plays in South Canada called the Buffalo Bills. Um, they're losing twenty four twenty to the dolphins right now. So, yeah. Anything that's can it, happen in the playoffs. So true. here's what we're going to do. John, I didn't write down any moments because I was trying to figure out a setup that would work. Do you have a moment of the game? Yeah,
4: no, I um, before we do a uh, personal injury report and then just a very quick uh, week in review before we do uh, everything else. Yeah, I, I have my moment of the game, I, I think has to be inevitably the one where I can kind of put the as I just tweeted out uh, alluding to, I could put the Tums away and I'm like, okay, this is going to be the, we're going to get the win. And I think from that perspective, I am going to give it to the Julius Randall three pointer with three forty eight to go. Um, It was a step back. Uh, We're burying the lead here. Julius Randall had uh, his best game of the season scoring wise. Um, He was outstanding all game long. They put the Knicks. It took the Knicks from an eight-point lead to uh, an eleven-point lead. The Pacers or Pacers, Jesus Christ. The Pistons never got uh, they, within nine after that, and the Knicks kind of like slowly pulled away from there. So uh, that would be my play of the game in honor of Julius Randall's game in totality. I don't have any other candidates. We're just going to give it to him for today.
1: We'll go at that then. Is my <laughs> mic better now? That's yes, better now, now it's much better. <laughs> John, Jesus. Jeremy, I, I didn't know if that team. was how we were rolling. Today. I also no! didn't. I, <laughs> I, I, Can I, I just behind the scenes? Hold on, behind, behind the scenes. You, you I jump sure. on and I ask John, "Does my mic sound okay?" Like he's like, "Yeah, it sounds fine." I was like, "I thought that okay. was the best you could do." So again, they, they, we, they I was move <laughs> I feel I just
2: for whatever it's worth. So I'm not I'm not at fault here. <laughs> okay. But I could have. I also like John thought you were going to
1: do more. I right. I take things as they are. I don't move goalposts on people. Okay, this is the quality. The hope that because the, the thank you, Jessica and XJ in the chat, letting me know your mic doesn't sound good, Claudia. was like, I thought John said it sounded fun. Okay, enough about this. I'll let you guys do an injury report and then we'll jump into the super chats.
4: Okay, great. Uh, personal injury report presented by our friends at Weiss and Rosenbloom. Um, thank you very much to Weiss and Rosenblum uh, for sponsoring our personal injury segment. Uh, personal injury attorneys. You could reach them at 212-366-6100 or at WeissAndRosenbloom.com. Uh, veteran attorneys who will get you the results you deserve. And most importantly, well, most importantly, they're good attorneys. But almost as importantly, Nick Fan, Nick Fan, Barry Weiss, shout out to you. Um, keeps me entertained with his text messages uh, disparaging a certain head coach of the New York Knicks on a weekly basis. There you go, Barry. That'll get you some, that'll get you some inquiries if everybody out there knows that you're not exactly a big Tips fan. Uh, one more time, uh, the Law Offices of Weiss and Rosenblum, Personal Injury Attorneys, 212-366-6100. Uh, past results do not guarantee future outcomes. Okay, Personal Injury Report is, for the first time this season, blank, I think was it, cuz it wasn't it was was it blank at the end of last week? I don't I feel like maybe it was maybe it wasn't. Um if anything, I want to transition the personal injury report this week to kind of kind of pointing out that for the first time all year, maybe it was blank when we did it last week. I forget. Neither here nor there because a situation we have not had at any point this year is one where the Knicks had too many players for the amount of spots that were available to be played by basketball players on the floor because, as you know, Jeremy, you're only allowed to have five guys. And all of a sudden, it seems like the Knicks are running into situations where it's like, whoa, we can only pick five? Who are the five that we pick? And the Knicks have six starters right now. And that's what happens, I guess, when you're fully healthy. Um, now, we could talk about, do, do they have more than six players in terms of like guys that actually want their, out there, period? We will get into that, but, like, I don't know. is this going to be an
2: issue moving forward? Do we need an injury to fill up the Weiss and Rosenblum injury report? You tell me, I hope not. I mean, look, it's it, the worst problems to have than the Knicks have too many good players capable of being in the starting lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. If only the Knicks could be so lucky to keep going. If anything, it's more how can the Knicks solidify the end of their bench? But I think in terms of the injury factor, you know, hopefully the six players who are capable of starting are all able to remain healthy and remain in the game because as of this moment, the Knicks need all six of them to be key contributors. And um, if that's not happening, then it's a little bit too stressful on top of the stress that we are already feeling just watching this team when they're at full strength. Well, they go least... together, right? They do. Yeah. yeah. But you're but well, saying, certainly- I mean, the Knicks are also to some extent holding themselves back in terms of, The players that they want to play like they everyone is healthy. They could play other players who might give them more minutes, but they're not doing that. So how are they going to find a way to do that between now and February 9th is the biggest question. Uh, But if they get someone who is also starting caliber who fits right in and we're talking about a team that has seven players who are able to who, who could potentially be starters, then that only boosts them moving forward for when things actually matter which would be playoff time. Um obviously you have to get there. That's the key part, yeah. but adding someone would certainly boost that.
4: Well, going back to what you said before in terms of where we were before the season, kind of hoping to make the play in, you know, play in berth would be good. Now we're talking about like, well, the sixth seed would would certainly seems attainable. That that seems like a reasonable goal. Attaining someone to help them get through that position and then dealing with what happens when they get there to maybe potentially push some team in the first round. I think all of that goes together. Um, I just want to make it very clear. I'm not comparing these two teams, not comparing these two teams, but I was looking at the Warriors vaunted starting five the other day and how it's a, whatever the hell it is, a plus 20 something net rating. I mean, they're, they're running roughshod over the rest of the league when they've been out there together, which has not been very much because of injuries you fast forward, think forward to the playoffs and you're like, okay, well, what do the warriors really need around that? And you're like, all right, do they need seven? Do they need like seven and a half guys? And you just go through, okay, we'll pull, you know, can you get, you know, seven minutes a half, uh, from like Jonathan Kuminga and, and, um, and Dante Divincenzo? Vincenzo transitioning the conversation to the Knicks. Say what you will about the Knicks, the starting lineup of the Knicks has played a hell of a lot more than the starting lineup for the Warriors. And their net rating is pretty darn good. It's, I think it's like plus, uh, plus 11 or plus 12 for 100 possessions it's excellent. So then you start to have the same conversation. Well, how many how many guys do you really need to to get yourself through a full 48 minutes and it feels like as you said right now there's there's more meat on there's it's not where they want it to be. It doesn't sense like it's where they want it to be. So how do they get there? I don't, you know, I guess we'll find out at some point. Good. Um uh, before February 9th, uh ideally. Okay. Um, we are going to, again, we're doing today a little out of order, um, before we get to the super chats, which we're going to get to, uh, very soon, my favorite portion of the program, uh, it is the portion of the program where we celebrate, uh, all that is good and right in the world, uh, during weeks that I win. And that is the predictions portion of the program in which we predict next week's games. Um. Reminder, I predicted three and one last week, and I, I won one with the W. We win one uh, those predictions with uh, an accurate three and one week. I was a little
2: nervous after the box game, but it's OK. Uh, Jeremy, you feeling OK? Oh, no, I'm so upset that the Knicks, my favorite basketball team, went three and one. I'm OK. I'm good. That's, that's good. I, I had a fair response. What else oh, was I supposed why? to do? I picked two and two. They lost the first game. So four yep. and one, four and zero oh would have been out the door. I had to I had to live you made the right call. I and I, I left no meat on the bone. Jake, I hate how humble you are in these things. I just want I once I want you to get genuinely upset and but see me. that's that's why I keep doing it, because it only makes you more mad. So even when you win, you're mad. <laughs> I'm Tibbs. That's the part. Of, yes, yeah. There you go. It's why I love the guy. Uh,
4: okay, this week, um tomorrow, um, very, very soon, quick turnaround time, less than 24 hours from right now when we are recording this. They play Toronto at home, 3 p.m. game um, to celebrate uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. On Wednesday, uh, another game against the Wizards, also at home. And then back-to-back games on the road. We go to Atlanta. uh, That is a Friday night game. And then next Sunday, uh, I guess maybe after they didn't win for seven years there, uh, they could get two in a row, potentially. We're going to Toronto. That's a 6 p.m.
2: start next Sunday. Um, I
4: I may I may pull a surprise here because again, like last week, I think three one three and one is is the probably the chalk pick, um, especially with the Raptors. Raptors, I watched uh, most of the fourth quarter of their game against the Hawks last night, who we also play. Neither team look good. And I wonder, I don't think the Raptors are making any trades this week, but it, you know, Van Fleet is um, we should say is I believe questionable for the game tomorrow. So that's potentially notable. Um, I still have a lot of respect for the Raptors and I still have respect for the Hawks for as poorly as they're playing game is in Atlanta. Obviously the Knicks are one of the best road teams in the entire NBA. I'm thinking of going two and two. And then have it be a situation where if they go three and one or four and Oh, and you win, I'm like you this week, right? I'm gonna genuinely come on here and I'm gonna be happy.
2: And if it's two and two, I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna do it. Two and two. I think the real curveball would be if I took that and I went one and three. Is if I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking one and
4: three. Oh yeah, but I'm yeah. saying
2: it because then it's like, oh, all right, they lost two games, but then you're you're actually anxious. Uh, whereas if they lose two games earlier on, that's eh, you know that's fine. But I'm gonna take three and one. I think two and two is the right call. That's what I would have taken. I thought so. With that said, you know, they, they can just do it. It's not impossible by any stretch. If they've been three and one all these times, then why not one more time for old time's sake? I would
4: love it. If they're, we should just say, if they, what are they right now? They're, uh, I should know the next record. They're 25 and 19 or 24 Mm -hmm. and 19, 25 25 and 19. 19. If they go two more games up over 500 and they get to, Twenty-eight and twenty. I mean, that'd be pretty nice.
1: Not what I would nice. expect. And uh, no, uh, uh, shut up. No, Andrew, get out of here. It would also so mean <laughs> that they were a rebound and a couple free throws away from thirteen
4: and five. It's gonna be on your tombstone at this point yeah. uh, if they if they do that.
3: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Okay, uh, on that note, I think we did everything. Uh, we will, because uh, we usually do a full weekly Right, recap, which we kind of did without going into specifics, but I'm sure we'll touch on, you know, uh, the uh, Pacers game and the, the Wizards game um, as we as we continue to to uh, talk um, through the show. But let's get to the super chats, why not? Until Jeremy has to get out of here and root for his his beloved Giants. Okay, Yanni Golan starts us off. Hey John, I must ask you again. Oh man, we're getting started off with a banger right off the bat. Is quickly better than RJ. Good win. I don't take them for granted. Monster Julius game. Let's go Knicks. Um, I just want to say, like, we just talked for twenty four minutes almost, and I casually mentioned Julius Randall's name once, and I did say that he had his best scoring game of the season. Creach poor went out for or like give some, give a shout a giant shout out to Julius Randall. I mean, my God, uh, monster, monster, monster effort today against the Pistons. I just want to stop right there. I don't want anybody accusing me of some Julius Randall hate. Although I guess. If they were going to accuse me of that, it's probably too late for it. Um, Jeremy, what say you?
2: You think just flat out? Do you think quickly is better than RJ right now? I don't like that you're giving me this question first. That's I, what I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, I'm, jo- I'm saying it jokingly. Um, I think that okay, the way that Emmanuel quickly is playing right now is certainly better than what RJ Barrett is giving you. I think that RJ Barrett has. I think he has the the body to be able to get further in the NBA if we're talking about where they're panning out. But if we're talking about right now, um, Quickly's getting it done. I feel like the Knicks can get by without RJ. I think it's harder for them to get by without Quickly. I, but I'm sure there, there are more numbers behind that that might... I'd need to check in in order for me to say it other than just like a gut feeling of that. But no, it's... Based on the way that quickly is playing right now, I think he's played himself into the category of the Knicks really should not consider moving him. And for RJ, it's it feels more like the Knicks aren't going to move him because of the way that the math works with the salary. But you can understand a, a world where he's more likely to go. And you know, obviously, you want to trade the you want to trade one that's like if you're trading one of these players and you're getting a star in return, you're expecting that player to probably be the better player. Um, because that's the other team would rightfully want to ask for the better player, and yet right now it's just like based on what we are seeing, it, it, RJ was very much a shell of himself today. It was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, it wasn't a great I RJ. Have put him problem. in the final five either, and I thought that no. was the right call. So, so just some numbers. Um,
4: I, these are not updated as of today. Today I had quickly had 17 points on six of 13 shooting overall, three of six from three, three assists, three rebounds. <laughs> As my my daughter is uh, asking for some chocolate candy in the background. You give it to her. recess. It's all good. Everybody gets chocolate today. Uh, last 13 games were quickly before today, averaging 18 points, uh, four assists, four rebounds, uh, 47% overall. And then the big number, 36% from three. That number will go up a little bit. Um, on seven attempts per game, he had six uh, attempts from three per, uh, in this game. He is really bad knocking it out of the park in terms of the role of like the third starter alongside two guys who are either all-stars or in the all-star conversation. Um you I don't I don't know that you could do much better on both ends of the floor in the position that quickly is in in that role. Is he playing better than RJ right now? I think you I think you phrased it really well. Yes. Is he the better player right now? You know, might he? I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that. Like, it's all about fit to me, and I think there's a way that both of these players could be excellent on this team. I think the question really comes down to who's a better fit in the starting lineup. That you might have a point. Right now, where RJ's at. Right now, I think quickly might be the better fit, and I've gone back and forth on that. Just to be clear. Um. Okay. Are we are we switching up? We're we're all over the place this week. Okay. Taking a brief break from super chats to give out our. Cashback player of the week presented by Freedom Unlimited um, because we want to give praise where praise is due. Um, I said him already. Julius Randle, second 40 point game of the season. He, um, it's funny. Just like I, I thought the Randall, I thought the Brunson All Star case was over when Randle went on his run since the end of November. And then Brunson had the last, whatever it is, three or four games that he's had. And then I thought the Randall All-Star campaign was over. And now Julius comes out with 42 on 24 shots. My Lord, with the 15 rebounds, first uh, 40 and 15 games since Patrick Ewing at some point in the 90s, a uh, long time ago. Uh, easy cashback. Um player of the week for me. A little bit of recency bias, but again, I feel bad that I didn't shout him out enough to to start the show. So, he's my player of the week.
2: Yeah. He would have been up there for me. I might have picked quickly, but I'm going to go with Jalen Brunson. Just on a tear. Phenomenal week. And yeah, he's reinvigorated his own all-star candidacy and with Tyrese Halliburton going down to injury, I don't know how... I'd be very curious to how that will impact everything. Because if we're talking about games played... Yeah. Listen, I, I think and I don't mean this in the sense of like, oh, take like Halliburton and and um and Brunson, like in terms of the comparison, it's more that if Halliburton is going to be perceived as a person who's ahead and he's not able to play in as many games and or if it's as much of a gap, I don't really know. It just would be an interesting thing to see as that plays out. Similar could be said with Durant and Randall, depending on when Durant comes back, if he's able to be back for the all star game, which I gather he would, but just don't know until then.
4: Yeah. We'll we'll see. Um, I'm not as worried about the all-star thing, but I I, I hear you. Um, I think Brunson on balance had the better week. Julius did not have a great week coming into tonight. Uh, I just wanted to give him some love for what was a really dominant game that uh, who knows, maybe the Knicks needed it to actually win this one. You never, you never know what the alternative universe is going to hold, um, which brings us to a very brief detention segment. Again, you don't like to harp on the negative uh, when it's a three in one week, um, but uh, do you want to? Do you want
2: to give out attention? It's your. It's your call. Yeah, I'll just do it briefly because I, as I see Andrew puts nobody on the screen, then they didn't go undefeated. So I feel they like they didn't go undefeated. No, we have to in a week where they go undefeated, we can say nobody. So for this, I'm going to say we talked about it earlier, but the bench not named Emmanuel quickly. There's just been a lot of lack of offensive production to the point where it's just putting a lot of stress. On the starters and IQ, I mean, like if you go back, there were there were two players, specifically being OB and Deuce, who didn't score at all three out of the four games. And the fourth game, it was like an OB three-pointer, I believe. Um, <clears throat> I get it. He's come back from injury. It's just you can't. You can't keep extending what you need and resting the players who matter most if you're taxing them because you don't have the bench. And I think that's incumbent upon the front office to go out and get someone that can actually help preserve what the Knicks are trying to do. Similar to be said but Tibbs, depending on yeah. how he deploys the players that are on the sure. roster and the players themselves. Again, I understand Obi's coming back, but at a certain point, he's got to improve with where he's going with Deuce. His def- defense is phenomenal, but if he's giving you so little on the offensive end, and his true shooting percentage is as low as it is, then you're also getting hurt on the other end. So, I, I just it'd be nice to have a little bit more consistency than just the six players that we've talked about in terms of the starting five and IQ.
4: The Knicks today in this game had um, they scored 117 points, which is pretty good. You know, I know it's against the Pistons, but just whatever. 117 points, fine. Players not named Emmanuel quickly on the bench, to your to your detention, scored three points. Harnstein had three points. McBride had no points in five, granted, in five minutes. Obi Toppin had no points in, in nine minutes on five. Uh he was 0 for five from the field. He's he's not he has still not found his way back. Um <clears throat> since you took all of the logical candidates, um, I will less than a week after writing an article praising Tom Thibodeau, I'll have some fun. I'll put Thibodeau detention at this week um, because you alluded to it. I mean, this team does have many, 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 many millions of dollars worth of uh, Evan Fournier sitting there on the bench. It has not worked out this year for Evan Fournier. We don't have to go over the reasons, you know, like whether it was the right move to remove him from the rotation at the time. I think they needed a jolt, but then he came back Looked okay, not great, not awful, just kind of okay. Um, you know, if you look at the whole picture. Like, <clears throat> is there is there not a way for that to be your midseason acquisition to kind of give you the jolt that you need? I, I understand he's not perfect, and like everybody has to own that. The front office has to own that for signing him. Evan Fournier has to own that for like kind of being a shell of himself this year, at least compared to what he was at times last year. But that's also on, on the coach a little bit. I really do believe that. Um, you know, get the best out of all of your players. That's the first way I judge a coach. And he has, I believe, gotten the best from most of the players on this roster. But that's a notable exception. So just to, just to keep it a buck, I'll, I'll put Tibbs in detention. Fair. It's fair of you. <laughs> Fair me, right. thank you. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, let's get let's bang out some super chats uh, for as long as you're here because I want to get your input. We always get some good questions after games. Um, next up, Kevin Danishevsky. Frustrating game, but six games over five hundred. Randall is a freaking animal. Animal, a man who is an animal. I guess is that what that is? Yeah. Um, J- JB is so smooth. Uh, IQ showing his stuff. Disappointing efforts from Mitch and RJ. We haven't talked about Mitch. I. Really weird Mitch game um, in that I thought he was dominant early and I thought he was looking for the ball and they didn't get him the ball like hardly at all. And then I thought as the game went on, I don't want to say his effort waned, but you felt him a lot less as the game went on. And I don't know, is that more like he wasn't seeing the rock much early and he kind of not checked out, but like wasn't wasn't giving it as much. I hope that's not what it is. Um even so, you know, blame to spread around. What, what was your impression of that watching?
2: Yeah, it was not the best offensive performance. Didn't really assert his dominance the way I thought he could have when he's matched up with Isaiah Stewart. I usually just feel like it's a more favorable matchup if memory serves. But, um, you know, I mean, today, I didn't think his defense was lackadaisical. I, I thought he was he was fine. It just, like, I thought the steal at the top of the key was great. The way he, he was active as the shot clock was running down. Um, So like, you know, defensively, I I thought he gave some effort, but this wasn't the strongest game from him in a week that was not particularly strong either. Like he played well against Indiana and rightfully so, especially because he didn't have to deal with someone like Miles Turner being there. But um, yeah, just I wanted a little bit more of him solidifying himself in this game. He just didn't really do that.
4: Uh, Yeah, I think that's I think it's a good way to put it. Not not what we would expect. Andrew, can't they do more offense besides uh, hand two guys the ball? So this is funny. This has been a, a conversation going on in our KFS Discord for um, that our, our patrons are in uh, for like the entirety of the week. And I'll be curious if we see from the, the person who's been spearheading this argument. I, I think it really does come down to how they've built this roster. And my answer to this, this is just me, is that their bread and butter right now is guys who are like good, not ISO scores because Randall's like his isolation numbers are not great, but like we've seen what Randall has done on the ball this year. It goes without saying what, what Jalen Brunson has done on the ball this year. And then you could even slot RJ into that conversation. He drives a lot, you know, offensive rebounds, the whole thing quickly, like it's read and react. Like, and if they're going to get single covered, then those guys are going to go to work and those guys are going to, you know, call their own number a lot because that's the numbers, the, 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 points per shot attempt, the effective field goal percentage, all the numbers say that those are good shots. If you're getting similar coverage and you have a shot, if you're Jalen Brunson or or Julius Randle, and to a lesser extent, some of the other guys, take the shot. So, you know, what they don't have on their team is a whole lot of like gifted passers and like, you know, basketball savants who can just see things. That's not how their roster is built. Um, Am I giving them an easy out here? Because I'm, again, this is kind of a Tibbs thing and I'm always going to be pro Tibbs, so...
2: Yeah, I mean, look, you want to lean on your two best players, and these are two players who are in the All Star conversation. But it just—it feels like a lot of it is sometimes improvised from from how I'm seeing it. Like, in ter- like it's not that they don't run plays; they they do run structured sets. It's just they do. It just in games like today, where the offense is maybe stalling a little bit, that there might be something you kind of jolt it, and that's one of the things I love about Grimes's presence. And like again, we we're talking about two years ago where Reggie Bullock is just kind of like the quick trigger guy who you give him the ball. He has the green light to shoot it, but you ask him to do any sort of playmaking and he just, he can't do it. Grimes is much better at it. With that said, I thought that what the Pacers were doing earlier this week with how they were blitzing the Knicks, how they were making them frantic. It was, it was the blueprint for how teams can can sort of do that. And I think we even saw that a little bit more in the wizards and the Pistons game. I feel like they, the scouting report, they did an even more doubling, especially on Randall. Like it just seems like there's been more attention focused on those who's ha- who are handling the ball. And I think that if the Knicks are in a position where, when the, when the half court, half court offense is a little bit more set, when they don't have to worry about teams being more frantic, that there should be more movement. There should be more opportunities. It just doesn't feel like that happens as much as other teams explore. Um There. Their offense gets stuck in the mud
4: more than you'd like it to. I think we just call it like it is. And could it be better? Sure. You know, is it uh, given all of the other things they do very well? And again, you're not going to get to the ninth best record in the league. And the uh, Andrew reminded me before the eighth best net rating in the league without doing a number of things. Well, this is not a thing that they do well. So from that point, fair. Thanks, Andrew, Uh, Matt from down under getting up at 5. AM worth it for the W in the post game. Well, it was within your right, especially, you know, it's 5 a.m. on a weekend, right? In Australia, is it behind or is it ahead? It's ahead. Oh, so yeah. it's 5 a.m.
2: It's Monday. And uh, it's a weekday now. So, I get so he's wow.
4: And for him to be sticking with us even more, you know, kudos to you, gold star, not taking a nap before whatever you got to do with the rest of your day. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Juanon, what's going on, on, Um, Hearing Clyde trash Knox's D gave me flashbacks. Yeah, it's not great. Sometimes it's nice to have reminders of where we've been and where we are now. Salute, fellas. We're six games over 500. Who saw this coming? Be happy. I'm happy. You're happy. We're happy. It's It's a happy time right now. Let's enjoy it. We know... <laughs> We know when the bottom falls out that it's not pretty. And that hasn't happened. It seemed like it was close to happening a couple times this season. It hasn't happened. I do want to use this opportunity to just say very, very briefly see, this season has been the clearest reminder yet that there is a difference between young players that have intriguing skill sets and flash those skill sets at times. Between that and young players who actually grow into players that help your team. and you kind of you know, and it's obvious now looking back like comparing Knox to you know quickly, let's say, you know it's two different things this
2: and I'll say this in terms of um everything with the Knicks. It, not we talk about a lot, leaving meat on the bone, but the thing is the Knicks finished their last game against the Pistons, four contests, one all four of them, and won them by I believe a combined or by an average score of like 19 points. Um, yeah. Obviously there are two blowouts that certainly help inflate that, but they took care of business against teams that they needed to take care of. And um, in a league where we see every week, multiple games of really good teams losing to bad teams, they they accomplished what they needed to. And that could be the difference at the end of the season between being in the play in or being in the playoffs. <laughs> uh. I would have to go through this, and I don't. It's certainly it is the most
4: subjective of subjective things, but to that point, I don't know that they're like, have the Knicks lost a game that they absolutely, under no circumstances, should not have lost?
2: <sighs> I, I mean, that. <clears throat> The the Portland game comes to mind. I'll say this. The Dallas game. They should not have lost. Oh, no. Other
4: other than like due to circumstances, but like going into that game before the game started, that was like a game you were looking at. You were like, oh my God, if the Knicks ever even in this game, I'll feel great. I'm talking about like before the game started. I don't...
2: Nothing comes to my mind. After the Mavs game. The Spurs game after the Mavs game, maybe. Uh, They were hurt. Okay, fine. But but even so, it's like you're looking at a team that's clearly worse and you're thinking day off in between games, regroup, get back into it. And they just looked slow and flat footed. Lethargic. For- okay. Lethargic. Yeah. So that's the game. I would, I'd be curious to see if any other team in the league
4: has that few instances of like complete letdowns because that someone deserves credit for that players coach front off, whoever they're taking care of business, which is important. So yeah, good thing to be happy about. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, next one from Russ. Guberman, that's a fantastic uh name another monster game for orange julius um i haven't heard that nickname for a while it's been a minute yeah yeah i like it though i'm fine with it thanks russ Appreciate it. Will oliver what's going on will what do you guys foresee with this late game with the late game lineups going forward situational thing or or will rj be the odd man out happy sunday let's go big blue um I think we're going to continue to see exactly what we've seen, which is Tibbs, are, Tibbs is going to play the players who have earned, who have been, who have played the best in that game. And I got, I got very upset uh, after the Pacers game because I thought that part of the reason that game got a lot closer than it had any right to be was because RJ was in the game and not Quentin Grimes, and lo and behold. Guess who's been in the game in the fourth quarter? Um, Well, Grimes was in anyway, but like Quickly was in. It's Quickly and Grimes the last two fourth quarters because they've been they've played better. And my argument after that game was like, you know, I don't think there should be any sacred cows on this team, but RJ Barrett certainly should not be a sacred cow. And you know, we'll we'll see how that develops moving forward because he thinks of himself as a guy who should never be taken off the floor in those spots. I'm pretty sure we know that. Um, I hope he. I, I hope he's okay
2: with it. I, I don't know. What do you? What, what say you? Well, I add one caveat. It's not the best five of that game. It's the best three. In addition to Julius Randall. Thank you. And Sorry. Robinson. Yes. Thank you. Um, listen, every every player wants to be out there when the game is on the line. So, and as we were talking about, there are six players for five spots. So, unless Mitchell Robinson comes out, and you're then not worrying about which one of quickly Grimes and Barrett is not going to be playing, then it's a different story. But Robinson typically does play down the stretch because Tibbs likes that rim protection element. And And, and I I don't think that's... Yeah, I wouldn't push back on that either. It's just so... It then comes down to three guys for two spots. And yes, I thought not having Grimes in there for the Pacers game was frustrating, especially since this was RJ's first game back coming off the injury. You've got Grimes he's playing in a rhythm. He's He's doing things well. And, you know, tips said I want to get a look at it. I understand it. It made the game far too interesting for my liking. Uh, and that I'm speaking to someone who was there where I really didn't want to have to be like, oh, all right. A game that was very clearly a win that I was able to witness is now a loss. Didn't work out that way, which is great. It was a win. But that's the key thing. I think it, it will continue to be situational. But yes, it should not just be... RJ doesn't get the same treatment as Randall and Brunson. And I think that's completely fair because those are two players who are in the all-star conversation who have a larger body of work and also who typically like they, they have earned the benefit of the doubt. RJ, it's closer to you have it tonight. Great. You're playing. You don't really have it tonight. Well, fortunately, we've got someone else who can play in your place. And let's, you know, just call a spade a spade.
4: What have people been yelling and screaming about for two and a half years now? show Emmanuel quickly the respect that it seems like he deserves. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I think this is what that looks like. So I would agree. Yeah.
2: Um, Good stuff. Well, thank you.